Well, praise the Lord, everyone, and thank you for joining me for Kena's Corner Podcast. I am your host, Prophetess Sakina Moore, and I am so glad that you joined us on today. You know, my purpose is to encourage, empower, and inspire you to trust God and to stand on His Word. One of my favorite scriptures comes from the book of Proverbs. It's found in chapter number three. It's actually verse five and six. And it says, to trust in the Lord with all thine heart and to lean out to thine own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will direct your path. It's time that we truly begin to trust God and to stand on his word. So with that being said, I hope you're ready. Grab your Bibles. Let's go. Well, praise the Lord, everybody, and welcome back um, to another episode of Kino's Corner. I want to thank everyone for tuning in on tonight. We are continuing our series on what is faith. So previously, we talked about uh, faith. Last week, we talked about faith being a lifestyle. The word tells us in Hebrews chapter 10, verse number 38, that the just shall live by faith. So faith is... Um, is not an emotion. It's not based on how we feel, but it is a lifestyle. Faith is what we have to live by. And we also talked about the word faith comes from the Greek word pistis, which means to believe. So in order to have faith, we have to believe that something is or that that thing exists. So in order for us, first of all, to have faith, we have to believe that God is real and that he exists. The word also tells us in Hebrews chapter 6, Hebrews, I'm sorry, chapter 11, verse number 6, that without faith, it is impossible to please God. So in order for us to please God, we must first have faith. Glory to God. Whether we know it or not, everything we do, everything in our lifestyle is based on having faith or belief. The word also tells us that God gives gives each and every one of us a, a measure of faith. So each and every one of us, we are given initially a measure of faith, but it's up to us to develop our faith and to allow it to grow. And we are in Hebrews chapter number 11, um, and we... Uh, we went through, I think the last time, verses 1 through 6. Uh, we were in the Amplified Bible. But on today, I'm going to read Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1 and 2 from the Message Bible. And the Message Bible says that, uh, it says, so faith is what we don't see. It says, the fundamental fact of existence is that, is this trust in God, this faith? is the firm foundation under everything that makes life worth living. It's our handle on what we can't see. The act of faith is what distinguished our ancestors, set them above the crowd. So in the Message Bible, it tells us that faith is the fact of existence that it is our trust in God, that it is our firm foundation. That's why the word tells us in Hebrews uh, 10 and 38 that the just shall live by faith. 
So in order for us um, to live, we really have to live by faith because faith is the foundation of everything. We have to believe. We have to trust. If I'm, um, let's say I get out, go uh, get up and go outside to my car. Well, and, and, and I want to go to the store. Well, I trust that when I put my key in that ignition and I turn my car on, I trust that my car is going to start and that is going to get me where I need to go. Even sitting in this chair, when I came to come sit down in this chair, I believed that when I sat down in this chair, that this chair was going to hold me up. So even for me to come sit down in this chair, I have to have some type of belief that this chair is going to hold me up, that this chair is stable, that it's going to do what a chair needs to do. When I go outside and get him, uh, cut the ignition on, on my car, I trust that my car is going to perform the job that I need it to do. When I go in the kitchen to cut the stove on the cook, I trust that the stove is going to operate and function and do what a stove is supposed to do. Glory to God. So when we place our faith and our trust in God, we're trusting that God, who is our creator, is going to do the things that he promised that he's going to do. So um, again, I'm going to read chapter uh, 11 and 1 in the uh, Message Bible. It says, the fundamental fact of existence is that this trust in God, this faith, is the firm foundation under everything that makes life worth living. It's our handle on what we can't see. The fact of faith is what distinguished our ancestors and set them above the crowd. So it says it's our handle on what we can't see. Glory to God. So when even in the middle of the night, when I get up and fumble around the room to go to the bathroom, I can't see the bathroom door to go in there. But since I've been getting up going that route for a while, I trust that I'm going to make it in that way because I have developed a path and a pattern in the middle of the night when I have to get up that's going to direct me to go into the bathroom. Then when I get there, I can hit the light switch on on the wall. So that's just like with our faith. We got to develop our faith and let it go. Grow. We got to develop a habit of trusting God and believing in him and applying his word to our life. The word tells us that faith comes by hearing the word of God. So in order to build our faith, we have to hear the word of God. How do we hear the word of God? We hear the word of God through at church, through Bible study. We hear the word through preachers. You may even, someone may even uh, just share a testimony or something with you to give you the word. But the more you hear the word, the more you believe the word and the more you trust God. You hear the word by reading and studying your, the word, especially when you're reading the word out loud and you're reading and studying the word. Well, the more you hear the word, the more the word gets in you. And the more the word gets in you, the more you develop yourself and the more you start applying the word to your life. That's why it says the just shall by live by faith. Why? Because when you live by faith, you follow God and you apply God's principles 
to your life. You follow God's instructions. You do what he tells you to do. Just like even the laws of the land. Many of us, we follow what the laws say, right? Because we believe in the law because it's in place. It's what's in place for uh, the institution of whatever town or city that you live in, whatever country you live in. It has laws in place. And so you follow those laws. But sometimes when you break those laws, there are consequences to your actions for not following the laws that are in place. And that's just like it is in the spiritual realm. When we don't follow God's laws, when we break God's laws and we're, we sin, guess what? There are consequences to our actions. The word tells us that the wages of sin is death. So when we don't follow God's laws, when we don't do the things that we, especially things that we know we're supposed to do, then there's consequences to our sin. There's consequences to our actions. Just like if we go outside and break the law, well, you might get a slap on the wrist or you might end up doing some hard times or you might go through some hard things. So, and that's just how it is in the spiritual realm. Glory to God. God forgives us of our sin because he loves us, but there are actions to the things that we do. Everything that you do, there's a consequence. For everything that you do. That's why the word tells us that on judgment day that we're going to stand before God and give an account to our works and for every word that we've even spoken out of our mouth. Glory to God. So in order for us to live by faith, we first got to trust God. So what does the word trust mean? Trust means placing all our hope and our confidence in God. We have to place our hope and our confidence in him. So many times we put our hope and our confidence in so many other things. But we have to put our hope and our confidence in God. And even for us to receive salvation, it takes faith. Because the word tells us in Romans that we must confess with our mouth and believe in our heart that Jesus Christ died on the cross for our sins and that he died and that he rose on the third day that we shall we will have eternal life, right? So in order for us to receive Jesus as our Lord and Savior, in order for us to receive salvation, we have to believe. That word pistis means to believe. So we have to believe. We have to believe in God. Glory to God. And so once we believe in him, we have to trust him. And so we have to develop our faith and allow it to grow because faith is an essential part of our relationship with God. It is a necessary step on the road to salvation and eternal life. And that's why the word says that it's impossible to please God if we don't have faith in him. Because if you don't trust something, you don't follow it. Many of us, we don't tr just, uh, we don't, if we don't trust something or someone, we're not going to follow someone that we don't trust. If we walk out the door right now and meet a stranger, and if we don't trust this person, or if we, people that we've known for years, if we don't trust them, then we're, guess what? We're not going to follow them. So faith is the prerequisite to the beginning of our road to success in our salvation. 
because it is essential because if we don't believe and trust God, we don't follow him. And in order for us to please God, we have to have faith. So we have to believe. So both faith and belief are both basically generated from that same Greek word, pistis. Glory to God. So as followers, believers of Christ, we have to live by faith. We have to trust God. We have to rely on him. We got to rely on him. That means in everything. In order for us to follow God, we have to trust him. See, so many of us, we don't obey and follow God and we don't have faith because we don't have a relationship with God. Because who trusts someone that they haven't built a relationship with or someone you haven't spent time with or someone you haven't talked to and had a great conversation with? In order for you to develop some type of faith with someone, you have to get to know that person. So we build our faith by getting to know God, his character, his, his persona. We get to know him by getting in the word, reading the word, and spending time with God in prayer. Glory to God. Although we don't see God, we believe that he exists. And we put our faith and our confidence in him. See, faith goes beyond what we perceive in our physical senses. Faith, our faith is not based on our science, but it's based on our belief in the invisible. When we place our faith in God, it makes those things that seem impossible, physically impossible, possible. And faith is built and it grows. It's just like we're on a spiritual plane. Just like if you're getting ready to go uh take a flight to a next, another uh, city or state or a country. Well, when you get in that airplane, that airplane goes through different stages. First, it start going down, when it start backing out, then it start rolling down the runway, then it starts speeding up, picking up some traction. And then once it start elevating, then the, the wheels begin to roll up and it starts to incline higher and higher and higher until it gets in a position and a place where it begins to soar. So we build our faith, our spiritual plane the same way. We we build it by spend the more time we spend with God, the more time we spend in his presence, the more time we spend in his word. We build ourselves up in God and we build our relationship with him and we begin to rely and depend on God like never before. See, once you begin to build yourself up in God, it doesn't matter what happened in your life, you still will trust him. When you build yourself up in God, you look past your current situation. You look past what looks physically impossible and you start believing God for the impossible. You no longer allow your situation to dictate to you what you what's going to happen or what you believe because you trust in God. You put your faith and your hope in God. Because guess what? God is our creator. In Genesis chapter 1, it says in the beginning, God created the uh, heavens and the earth. Right? 
So we must first believe and trust that God is our creator over everything. Even science is the studies of uh, is the study of God creation. The, all these scientists in the world, what they're really doing is studying God's creation. In Romans one and twenty, it says, "From since the creation of the world, His invisible as- attributes are seen, are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made." even his internal power and Godhead so that we are without excuse. So we are without excuse to not trust God. When you look outside and you look at the sky and stars, when it rains and you look up and see the rainbow in the sky, that God's promised that he would never destroy the world by flood again. See, the rainbow does not represent the LBGTQ community, none of that. The rainbow represents God's covenant that he made with his people. No man on earth put the rainbow in the sky so nobody can take uh, credit for the rainbow. So you mean to tell me when you look at these different things, when you look at nature, when you look at all the different races of people, when you look at all the different animals that are on the earth, all the different type of wildlife, all the different type of birds and fly, of uh, uh, fowl in the air, when you look at all the, the different type of birds, from the little, little hummingbirds all the way to the big eagles with the big wings that soar, glory to God, all the birds in between the chickens and the uh, turkeys and all these other type of birds and stuff that parrots and swans and uh, pelicans. And when you look at all this different stuff and when you look at the the uh, the animals in the sea, the, the whales and the, the killer sharks and the sharks and all the different species of fishes and all this different stuff, these things cannot be explained by what some of the people try to say is science. So science is really trying to study and figure out God's creation. So God's way is rational and he wants us to test out and prove that he, his way works. So we got to take our rationalism and take it and put it in our brains so we can trust God. We got to leave our emotional components out of it because faith is not based on our emotions. It's not based on how we feel because some days you might feel good. Some days you might not. Some days you might feel happy. Some days you might feel sad. Some days you might be up. Some days you might be down. Faith is not based on any of that. Ephesians 2 and 8 says, by the grace, for by grace we have been saved through faith and not ourselves. This is the gift of God, not of works. Least any anyone should boast. So even salvation, we are saved through faith because we have to believe God exists. We got to believe that his son died on the cross for our sins and that he was rose from the dead on the third day. So we have to believe even to receive salvation. Glory to God. So faith is the basis of our whole being and our life. That's why the word said the just shall live by faith. We have to live by faith to be 
to be a follower of Jesus Christ, we are called believers. When we believe and follow Christ and receive salvation and we uh, proclaim Christianity, we are called believers. According to Acts 5 and 14, we're called believers. So if we're called believers, we have to be people who live by faith, followers of Jesus Christ. In order for us to follow God, there are some things that we have to do. In John 14 and 14, Jesus said, if you love me, you'll keep my commandments. So we have to be, in order to believe, be believers and people that live by faith and, and to be just, we have to keep God's commandments. We have to strive to walk upright before him. We got to try to do things that's pleasing in his sight. Not saying that we're never going to make a mistake or we're never going to err or we're never going to sin or we're never going to have a bad day. But our desire is to please him. Our desire is to walk upright before him and our desire is to do what's pleasing in his sight. That is what we desire. We don't set out to do anything wicked, but we desire to hold fast to him and to believe and to do the things that he tells us to do. So, for even grace, we are saved through by faith. So, we're not saved by ourselves. We can't save ourselves. Jesus, God sent Jesus Christ, the second Adam, to die on the cross for our sins. So, the basis of our relationship and belief starts with God. And so we have to open our mind and understanding and truly believe because God gives us a, a, a measure of faith. The word tells us he gives each one of us a measure of faith, that initial seed of faith, the size of a mustard seed. And it's up to us to cause and allow that seed to grow. The word said we can prove God by re- trusting and relying on him. Trusting God for one thing. And when he does that, you trust him for another. And then you obey him and follow his instructions. So many of us, we don't trust God because we're not following his instructions. We want to do things our way in ourselves. And then when they don't work out, we wonder why. Oh, I just don't trust nobody. Well, could it be because you're trying to do things in yourself instead of trying to do them with God's help? See, we need God's help to survive. We need God help in every area of our life. We need him to wash our hearts, our mindset, our, uh, for us to walk upright before him. Glory to God. We all sin. We all make mistakes. But it's up to us to develop and grow on a daily basis. So that initial seed of faith is a gift from God. And we have to develop it. By trusting God, relying on God, relying on the Holy Spirit that he gives us, which is our help and our comforter when we accept Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. And so what can we do if we don't have enough faith? And we talked about it last week. If we don't have faith, enough faith, or we don't have faith. Last week we talked about the the man that came to Jesus about his son that was sick. And the story is told in Mark chapter 9, verses 23 through 24. And Jesus uh, told him, if you can believe all, he said that if you can believe all things are possible to him who believes. 
And it said the father of the, the child cried out and said with tears, Lord, I believe. Help my unbelief. See, if you don't have enough faith and you're struggling in your faith, ask God to help you with your unbelief. Cry out to God. Get in his presence. The, um, trust me, the more time you spend with God, the more time you get in your his presence, the more time, the more you would develop your relationship with him, the more he will begin to speak to you if you allow him to speak to you. So many times we get in the presence of God, we just say our prayer and we leave. We don't allow God to speak back to us. God wants to talk to us. He wants to commune with us. He wants to have a relationship with us. But we got to allow him to do it. The word in Matthew chapter uh, 77, it says, Asking it will be given to you. Seeking you will find. Knock and the door shall be open. All we got to do is ask. He'll give us every wisdom. We just ask. James tells us if any man lacks wisdom, let him ask God, which will give it to us liberally. So if you need direction or whatever you need in your life, all you got to do is ask God. Ask. Seek. Knock. If you're asking and you're seeking, guess what? You're spending time with God. You're knocking. Glory to God. The door will be open to you. He will reveal himself to you. Glory to God. God will speak to you. He will begin to speak. Some he speaks to in dreams. Some he speaks to in visions. Some he speaks to audibly. He speaks to you in his word. Sometimes it's just a still soft voice that he speaks to you. But you'll know when God is speaking to you. And so in uh, Mark chapter 9, it's, you know, it's just an example of a father recognizing that he really lacked faith. And he's asking God for help. So if you lacking in your faith, because in James it tells us a double-minded man is unstable in his ways. If you're up one day, down the next. If you believe one day and the next day you doubt. Well, ask God. See, this man, he recognized that his faith wasn't where he needed to be. He recognized that he lacked faith. And that's what we have to do. We got to be honest with ourselves. In areas that we're lacking in, we just got to ask God, God, help me. You know, I don't, uh, you know, I just, you know, I'm just kind of up and down in this area. It's been times in my life where I trusted God in one area and believed he was going to work it out and bring me through. But it was other areas in my life, I, you know, that I had been struggling in that I had doubts about. And so I had to ask God to help me in those areas where I was lacking. I had to recognize that I was lacking faith in some areas. And I had to ask God to help me in those areas that I lacked. See, if we can't be honest with ourselves, who can we be honest with? If we can't recognize that sometimes we need help in some areas and we can't recognize that we got a bad attitude or if we can't recognize that we got a problem with whatever our problem is, if we can't recognize that we are backbiter or we're a liar or we're a gossiper or we whatever you have uh, problems with. If, if you're married, if you can't recognize that you got wandering eyes, that you're always looking at other women in the wrong way, you're always looking at you want you looking at other men in the wrong way, you having lustful thoughts or whatever you're dealing with. If you can't recognize that you have problems in some areas and you need strength and help in. That's the first thing you got to recognize. And you seek God for his strength and his help. 
help you overcome the areas that you are lacking in. Because we all have issues and we all have areas that we need to grow and develop in. We all have areas that we lack in. We all have areas. When I was in Dallas, my pastor uh, at L.L. Parish used to say, all of us have issues. And if you think you don't have an issue, that's an issue right there. So whatever your issue is on tonight, whatever area that you're lacking in, just ask God for help. Ask him for strength. Seek his strength. God will strengthen you in that area. And allow your faith to grow. Again, Romans 10 and 17 said, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. The word also says, uh, I can't think of the scripture right now. Where is that? But it says, how can a man cleanse his ways? It says, by taking heed of the word of God. So once you realize and recognize that you have areas that you lack in, because you don't have faith in those areas, so you there's some lack in those areas that you need help in. Once you realize you have lack in those areas and you ask God to strengthen you and he will help you. And you take heed to the word that will strengthen you and help you. That way you won't continue to fall short in those areas. Glory to God. So we have to believe God. We have to believe that there is one God. Even the demons tremble at at the name of Jesus. Even the demons, Satan recognized God. Demons recognize God. They know it's only one true living God. They know who God is. And they that's why they tremble at the name of Jesus. They know and they believe. But their eternity is already uh, settled for them. So we have to walk by faith in order to please God. Amen. It says, uh, again, in Hebrews 11 and 6, it says, But without faith it's impossible to please him. For who, he who comes to God must believe that he is and that he is the rewarder of those who diligently seek him. The Message Bible says, We know on the basis of reliable testimony, um, and it's talking about Enoch, that he was taken because he pleased God. I'm going to go back to number uh, verse 5. It says, by an act of faith, Enoch skipped death completely. They looked all over and couldn't find him. God had taken him. We know on the basis of reliable testimony that before he was taken, he pleased God. It's an, uh, impossible to please God apart from faith. And why? Because anyone who wants to approach God must believe both that he exists and that he cares enough to respond to those who seek him. And I must park right here because we only got a few minutes left. It said, because anyone who comes to approach God must believe both that he exists and that he cares enough to respond to those who seek him. So in order to please God, in order to even come to God, we got to believe that he exists. 
And not only believe that he exists, that he cares enough that he will respond to those who seek him. So we have to believe God. We have to place all our trust and our hope in him. God wants us to believe him. He wants us to reach out him for help. He wants to strengthen us. Glory to God. But we got to seek him. He wants us to seek him diligently. When you're seeking God diligently, you're constantly seeking him. It's not no one and done prayer. You always pray. And the word tells us men ought to pray and faint not. When you diligently seek God, you set aside time every day to pray and to seek God. It's not something you boast and brag about and tell everybody. You set aside time to pray and to cry out to God. It's your only your own personal prayer time. And many people lack and are defeated because they don't trust God. And the reason they don't trust God is because they're not spending time with him. See, again, it's hard to trust someone that you don't spend time with. But the more you get to know someone and the more you get to spend time with them, guess what? The more you begin to develop. And we have to develop our faith. Glory to God. We got to believe in God. So if you anyone listening on today and you've been lacking in faith in some areas in your life, all you got to do is repent. Ask God for forgiveness and ask God strengthen you. And believe. Just believe. We got to even believe what we preach. It's a lot of people preaching and they don't even believe what they preach. It's a lot of people leaving deleted, the um, defeated lives. I've seen it. I've seen people pray for other people for healing and they don't believe God for their own healing. So we're going to end here. Glory to God. If you have any prayer requests, uh, you can go to the website and you can email them to us at www.sakinamoreministries.com or www.foodandthewordnetwork.com. Um, you can go on there and um, email us your prayer requests and we'll definitely be praying with you. Amen. Glory to God. So we are done for today. Amen. So I hope something that was said that encouraged you, empowered you, and equipped you to be able to stand, to be able to trust God, to be able to believe in him, to be able to continue to seek him, to want to diligently seek him, to want to develop your relationship with him, where you won't have a shallow relationship with God, but you will have a strong relationship with God. And so we're going to stop right here. Amen. So I just want to thank everyone for tuning in on today to uh, to the, to with us on today for Thursday night Bible study. We love you in Jesus name and guess what? There is nothing you can do about it. So good good night. God bless everyone. Be blessed. Until next time, we'll see you again. Well, thank you guys for tuning in to another episode of 
Kina's Corner. Hope something is was said on today that encouraged, empowered, and inspired you. If you haven't already done so, be sure to follow us on all social medias. You can follow our YouTube page at Food in the Word Network. We have two cooking shows that we feature on the network, Cooking with Kina, also Cooking with Kids. You can follow us on Facebook at Sakina Moore Ministries. We're also on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at Sakina Moore. Thank you again for tuning in on today. Until next time, be blessed.